Hail, you nostalgic fashion models. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of Beverly Hills 90210 from Fox to the CW. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm her friend Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. You are like one of my best friends ever, Thanks. maybe? Thanks, pal. I think Thanks, so. pal. You can right find back more- at you. <laughs> you can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Other shows on the network include Radio 64, featuring video game music remix radio. And I have a bone to pick with this podcast because Uh I've requested some Star Trek uh, video game music remixes, and I know that they're out there. But I'm a faithful listener to this podcast, and so far, while I have heard Battletoads and I have heard some Mega Man and some Cool Spot, still no Star Trek. He gave you Cool Spot. I mean, I know. You're right. I'll see what I can do for you, Nick. Anyway, Radio 64, uh, three nice things where we force ourselves to say three nice things about a movie with a bad and often earned reputation, and previously on X-Men, where we look back on X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more, and I happen to know that they have a pretty cool interview coming up, so make sure you are listening to Previously on X-Men. Outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, you can find me over on the All the Books show uh, that I co-host with the uh, Radio Meanwhile overlord Eric Mickles. The All the Books show is the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library, and you can find that weekly at soundcloud.com slash allthebooks or wherever you get your podcasts. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we're discussing episode 3.4, Sex, Lies, and Volleyball, slash Photo Fini, and 3.5, Shooting Star, slash American in Paris. Both of these episodes are included in Mel Gildan's novelization, Summer Love. It's a couple of steamy episodes. It is. A little bit of steam. Yeah. Should we break open, oh, crack open the West Beverly place? Let's do it. You crack it open. Yeah. You don't break it open. No, you break off a piece of that fancy feast. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly newspaper. These episodes originally aired on August 5th and 12th of 1992. August 7th, we have Unforgiven, directed by Clint Eastwood. Have you seen Mm. this movie? I haven't, but I've a lot. I've seen a lot of his later directorial uh, outings. I really liked Gran Torino. Oh yeah, that was a good one. one. That, that was very, very, very good. Unforgiven. Uh, I give it two thumbs up. I really okay. enjoyed it. All right. August tenth, Ryan Eggold, who plays Ryan Matthews in the CW years, turns eight years old. Boop boop boop. <laughs> the so top cute. music of August. Um, Madonna held the number one song on the Billboard charts for one week. With This Used to Be My Playground, a song I've never heard. Have you, do you know that either. song? No, okay. that was not familiar to me at all. The week of August 8th. Then after that, all the way until November of that year, End of the Road by Boys to Men was the number one song. I don't wow. know that song either. I don't either. I That's a nice long stretch, though. Good yes. for them. Yes, very long time. It, it definitely beat out um, Baby Got Back for holding the number one spot, so... Mm-hmm. Are You Afraid of the Dark premiered on Ooh. August 15th? I was always too afraid, to watch, too afraid to watch this show. Always. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a full episode. The commercials freaked me out enough. <laughs> um, I used to watch a show on the Disney Channel called So Weird that I think was kind of similar to Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, okay. It had like supernatural stuff um, and it always freaked Ghost- me out, but I always watched it. Ghost Rider on on PBS freaked me out a little bit. Oh, I do you remember, do you remember the premise of the show? I feel like we've talked about this. I think we Ghost, have. Ghost Rider was like 
it, there was a ghost that would like write them notes and you, there was this whole mystery about what how he became a ghost and all this stuff it was not really meant to be a creepy episode or like a creepy show but it was creepy yeah so. it sounds creepy yeah um okay this next bit of news i thought i was going insane because okay in the summer of 1992 there was an olympics in mm-hmm. barcelona but we just talked about an olympics in 1992 the winter olympics hmm. that oh in okay okay so after so much searching, I finally found that this was the last time that they held winter and summer in the same year. Mm. So now it's alternating, which is what I thought it was always that way. Yeah. But it's not. So these two were in the same year, uh, winter in France and then summer in Barcelona. So Now, I'm not an Olympic nut like you are, but I remember this Olympics very clear. And well, I think it's part... a, it was a big deal. Yeah. OK. A lot of big All right. stuff happened. I think in part it was because of like all the McDonald's did a bunch of tie-ins and there was like <laughs> you there was different uh, collectors cups and I wanted like all of the cups and so it was like me and my extended family were like on a quest to get uh, all of these cups <laughs> and I had all but one and like after this was over I was like we didn't do it and a friend of my grandma's found the missing cup just on the side of the road oh my and, goodness and cleaned it up and then I had the whole set that's crazy I know. Did it have like athletes' pictures on the? It cups? did. Okay. Yeah, it did. So it, did it was it have, a Scotty like, Michael Pippen, Jordan. I, I, I was, was gonna missing. say Scotty yeah. Pippen. Yeah, it was like the, it was all about the dream team. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. okay, well that's the that's the first thing I'll say. So this was the first year that basketball could send like professional yeah. NBA players. Yeah. So Which they is had the, lame. the dream team. You think it's lame to send them? Well, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I, I guess I like the idea of it not being like professional athletes. But they're the best. Who, we should well, say I know. Best. Yeah, no, you're right. It 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 makes sense on on that way. But it's sort of, I guess I liked that it, there was these people out there, you know, who were really great but weren't like part of the Chicago Bulls. You I know? get that. But if you're that great, why aren't you playing basketball professionally? <laughs> <laughs> take that. That's my that's my take on that. Yeah. So okay. anyway, so yeah, so the U.S. sent the dream team, including Mike, mm-hmm. uh, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Scottie Pippen. Yep. Um, and they of course dominated, and they they won gold that year. Yep. It's oh, funny sure. because the other podcast I love, uh, called Do Go On, they just like last week did an episode. On the dream team. And this they, was such a huge deal. I'm sure you don't remember, like as it actually happened, since you no. were what, like one years old. Yeah. <laughs> but this was this was everywhere. I mean, this was just literally everywhere. The dream team was like you could not escape it. Clothes, all sorts of tie-ins, like McDonald's, like I said. But it was just inescapable, and it was exciting. I was not into basketball. I was not super into the Olympics up until that point. But this whole like dream team fever, I was swept up in. <laughs> well, Dugawan actually talks about. Um, I think it's Lithuania also sent – it was like their first team they've sent in forever because of all the political stuff happening. So it was like their okay. dream team too, and they were like battling it out. But anyway, wow. um, so other impressive performer – one other performer, Vitaly Scarbo? Sherbo. I think she's from no now I forget where she's from, but she won six golds in gymnastics, including four in one day. Wow, that's pretty a impressive. pretty good run. Pretty impressive. I feel yeah. like um, 
our gymnast might have beaten that now, mm. that little record, okay. but still right. very, very impressive. Yeah. Baseball debuted as a full medal discipline. Also, badminton and women's judo oh. for the first time. And Spain's 11-year-old Carlos Front became the youngest Olympic competitor since 1900. Wow. Um, this was also the first time since 1972 that the games were boycott-free um, because apartheid had been ab- abolished in South okay. Africa. The Berlin Wall had just fallen. This is like right post Cold War, right? Mm-hmm, Am I getting mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. Um, so communism had ended and the Soviet Union was divided into 15 separate countries which participated as a unified team uh, under the Olympic flag. What a time to be alive, right? I know. A lot of that I just read word for word from the official Olympics website. So if you want to check out more... It- Seemed like a pretty pretty crazy time, but yeah, nineteen ninety two. They got two Olympics, yeah, in one year. I Boy. love that. I mean, I Broadcast guess that's TV was probably really screwed up. Yeah, <laughs> yes, definitely. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will. Well, first, uh, I I want to circle back to what we talked about last week, and that was Ian Ziering's turn in the Netflix movie and its subsequent series, Malibu Rescue. Since we recorded, my son and I watched Malibu Rescue. Oh, yeah. And? We did. And it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's about like junior lifeguards, you know, and there's, of course, like a scrappy underdog team. And Ian Ziering plays like the head, like Malibu lifeguard. And he doesn't want like the scrappy kids in there. He only wants like the Malibu kids. And so he's... I know. So he's kind of a villain, but he's very funny in it. Like he he does he does a nice job in it. He's not the main character or anything, you know. He's he's like the uh, you know, the senior guy, but anytime he's on there, he he does a good job. So we had a fun time with it. So nice. I just wanted to report back. Yes. Uh, but for this week, I would like to talk to you about the Luke Perry series Good Night for Justice. So between 2011 and 2013, Luke Perry starred as Judge John Goodnight in a series of movies for Hallmark. Have you heard of these? You know, it sounds kind of familiar. They're pretty fun, actually. I mean, they're kind of western, set in the 1880s, and Luke Perry is Judge Goodnight, and he's a he's a traveling circuit court judge, and he goes from town to town, and it's like, okay, there's a judge in town, let's do this, and so he sees a bunch of cases and moves on to the next town. That sounds fun. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So there's like mysteries and there's, you know, all sorts of uh, little like local politics. And he just comes in and he's like, well, I'm the judge. So you're in jail or whatever. And then he goes <laughs> on to the next thing. So there's three of these. The final one was called Good Night for Justice, Queen of Hearts. And it was directed by Jason Priestley. Huh. <laughs> yeah. And there was a lot of like when they were doing this, they really uh, my wife and I watched these as they came out. And so when Queen of Hearts came out, there was a lot of promo around it and some fun like DVD special features with uh, Jason Priestley and Luke Perry just hanging around on the set talking about how much they liked working together and all that. So it's so fun. Just a three movie series. It is on DVD. I, you can probably stream it on Hallmark's streaming service, but uh, it's it's out there and it's, it's worth a look. Good Night right. for Justice is the series. I'll add it to the list. Okay. Things to watch. Uh, by the way, uh, this is so random, but you haven't okay. seen Shawshank Redemption? I know. I haven't. I haven't. You You're talked this about it on the All the Books show. Yes, yeah. you talked about it on All the Books. I can't believe that. I just feel like that's a movie you would really like. Yeah, I don't. It was never like I shan't watch the Shawshank Redemption. I just don't. There was never a time when it was like, you know, let's watch the Shawshank Redemption. So, no, I've never seen it, but I need to. Yes, I need to. And I mean, this will be relevant for later in this episode, but I've also not seen Casablanca. So 
I yeah. have only seen Casablanca once, and I was only partially paying attention, so I can't fault you there. But okay, anyway, all right, all right. Let's see who's living in Beverly Hills. Let's do it. I gotta say, I, I miss our uh, I miss our little Melrose Place sound clip. Oh yeah, <laughs> we, we only got to play it thrice, but uh, we'll get here we are there. back. We'll back in back. Beverly Hills. Okay. Yes, fully back in Beverly Hills. Yep. Uh, here's the synopsis for Sex, Lies, and Volleyball slash Photo Fini. Once again, Steve and Brandon have the hots for the same girl. Only this time, it isn't twins. Meanwhile, <laughs> David... Meanwhile, David is spending time focusing on his music, which draws the attention of Nikki Witt. Dylan and Kelly team up for a volleyball tournament, bringing them even closer together. In Paris, Donna is discovered by a modeling agent and considers dropping out of the program and out of high school altogether. Yeah, it's a a pretty pretty drastic turnaround there for Donna. All right, so uh, uh, joining us for this episode, we have director Jeff Melman. Uh, Sex, Lies, and Volleyball was written by Chris Bancato and Kenneth Miller. Photo Finney was written by Karen Rosen. Uh, some of the guest stars include Alexandra Wilson as Brooke Alexander. This is her first of three appearances in the role. She is the one that Brandon and Steve both set their sights on. She's known for shows like Universal Hospital, Mercy Point, and more recently, Curb Your Enthusiasm. We have Dana Barron as Nikki Witt. She, uh, this is the first of nine appearances for this character, and we'll, we can get into this a little bit later. First but of nine? First of nine. Oh, my goodness. And here's, here's why, Kendra. Here's a little inside scoop. They were originally planning a pretty much a, a Saved by the Bell new class equivalent to uh, Beverly Hills 90210 where they were bringing in freshmen, and they were going to continue like the high school story as a spinoff. And Nikki ah. Witt was going to be one of the characters. As we go on in the season, each one, each character sort of assigned like a freshman buddy. And that was like almost like a little pilot for these are the characters we're going to follow in the spinoff. But because Melrose Place tanked so much in its first year, they were like, no, forget it. Bad idea. And they didn't go forward with it. Huh. But uh, planting Nikki Witt here is uh, is a bit of a kind of like having jake in the uh in in the end of season two but it ultimately doesn't go anywhere much like the jess spinoff of gilmore girls that we were recently discussing yeah bummer nikki witt sounds like a like a intrepid reporter name that's true yeah it does hi nikki witt metropolis blaze yeah <laughs> um <laughs> anyway she's best known for playing audrey griswold in a couple of the national lampoon movies national lampoon's vacation and christmas vacation too she is one of the only and possibly the only actresses or actors to play one of the griswold kids more than once i was gonna say is she one of the kids she looks yes. familiar so yep she's only in vacation and christmas vacation too so oh well i haven't seen either of those so okay. never well. mind uh she also appeared in one life to live and the series the magnificent seven Finally, we have Gladys Holland as Madame Dubois. This is her second of three appearances as sort of the house mother uh, at this uh, nonsensical study abroad program where there's <laughs> it really absolutely is. no studying. There's done. no regulation. There's anyway, no one checking in on them. <laughs> she's appeared in many things from the 1950s all the way up to the present. Some recent uh, some recent credits include Blossom, Boy Meets World, and Last Man Standing. All right. Did you see that show? I heard it's good. Last Man Standing? Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, it's a very traditional sitcom. It, it, if it was made in 1990, it would totally fit. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. But Tim Allen is funny, you know. All right. Here we go. To the beach is where we start. Do it. Uh, mm-hmm. They're setting up for the volleyball tournament. 
I love Steve's jacket hat combo. He's going up. He's got going that on. that little hat, like the tiny little round hat with a flipped up yeah. bill. Those were all the rage, and yeah. I absolutely had one. I think we should bring uh, them back. I, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I had one that was it had like little Batman symbols all over it. It was like <laughs> green and black. And when you flipped up the bill, as Steve had it in here, it had like a lime green Batman symbol on it. So you know it was stylish. Oh, very stylish. Yes. Very cool. Yep. Uh, Nick, uh, not Nick. Oh, my goodness. You're Nick. Steve here yeah. says something really gross. He says that the volleyball tournament is one big meat market and he's going shopping early yeah. for girls, which is it disgusting. Pr- it is pretty gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super disgusting. He also really wants to win... Uh, the volleyball tournament. He's yep. he's got his sights set on the trophy, and he. Uh, oh no! Yes, Steve. Sorry, Steve goes to he sees a girl just like wandering around aimlessly, and so he goes to help her, and it turns out to be Nikki, and she pretty much uh, gives him the cold shoulder because she yeah. hears David's music, and she yes. just wanders into David's cabana. Yeah. <laughs> Because I guess cabanas are just an open door policy. You yeah, you can do whatever each. you want. <laughs> and um, David's in there doing his, you know, thing on his keyboard playing his it's music. like little synth pop. Rocking out, yeah. yeah. And yep. she is immediately smitten with David. She loves him. She yeah. loves him immediately. That vest, that vest that he's wearing is just... <laughs> he's got some interesting outfits throughout these and he, two episodes. And he's doing, like, he's by himself. Don't yeah. don't think he's in a club or something. He's in a small oh, yeah. cabana, little and he's cabana. on a little keyboard. And at a at a key moment, he does a, a cute little spin. Yes. And the keyboard just as Nikki comes in. So I thought, yes, not cool. She asks him, "Do you know I want your sex?" Yeah. She doesn't say it like it's the name of a song. She says yeah. it <laughs> confusing, very provocative, which does very confuse him. And she says that uh, he reminds her of George Michael, which you know. Looking at him right then, I could yep. see that. I know. I totally could see that. So my, I should have had my brother weigh in on this because he's the biggest George Michael slash Wham fan that there is. You know, when so I if think anybody of George Michael, us, I do think of your brother. Like they're, they're <laughs> related in my mind now. You know what? On behalf of him, he thanks you. I'm sure. <laughs> I think it's because anyway, he dressed he, up like him for Halloween one time. He did, and David David is does have a George Michael vibe. He definitely does. No stubble, but other than that. You know, but I think that stubble will come. David just has to have faith. Yeah. <laughs> so David is pretty like about this girl yep. complimenting his music. Yep. The next scene is in Paris. The girls are watching a juggler and Brenda's flirting with the, the guy who's collecting money for the juggler and speaking in French with him. Donna is very over the speaking in French. She wants yes. to speak in English. She blames her learning disability for her lack of being able to speak French. Um, she then goes into a, like a bakery and tries to order something yeah. in French and the lady is not very helpful to her. And then no. at the end calls her an idiot in French yep. Yep. and Donna hears this and kind of, uh, kind of goes off on the lit, like yells at her and is like, I'm yeah. not an idiot. Cause as we know, I'm American. <laughs> someone calling Donna dumb or an idiot is her trigger. That's so. like calling calling Marty McFly chicken. Yeah, back exactly. It's exactly Just the same. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I'm an American, and if you don't like yeah. it, then I don't know. I forget what she says, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it's funny. And then okay. we see that there is a random lady taking pictures of Donna, 
who then walks up to her and says that her boss would be interested in meeting her. Terrible which... pictures, too, I have to say. Oh, yeah. Anytime, like back when, when Robinson Ash was in and it, we were seeing all of his pictures, they're just like pausing the episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like none of these are nice framed shots. And it was the same thing here. Yeah. So but that was kind of stupid. If someone came up to me, had been taking pictures of me and said, hey, come meet this guy. He wants to take pictures of you. I would be like, no, thank you. Yeah. That's not what she does, but... No, no, she's she's into it. Well, I, I think, too, like Brenda is being such a snob about everything, too, because in the scene before when they're in there talking and somebody is like, I guess, flirting with Brenda or something. And Donna's like, what did he say? And she Brenda and the other lady are like, oh, it loses something in the translation. We only know French. <laughs> so, like, I understand why Donna is irritated by all this. And yeah. so I think that's part of the reason why she jumps at this modeling offer so quickly. I get it. But. I get it. it. It is a little silly. Yeah. Back at the beach, we have Kelly and Dylan have a little conversation, and Kelly uh, asked him to be her partner for the. Yeah, and we had a we had a nice little we had a nice little callback there too because Dylan was like, "Are you going to be Kyle's partner?" Oh yeah, he does ask about so, Kyle. You know, kind of fun. She Kelly's says like, that no, he is fun. he's like gone for the summer or something. Yeah. So yeah, so they are going to be partners for the volleyball tournament. Great idea. Brandon and Steve are trolling for babes still. And well, they're actually they're sitting at the registration table. I guess they're running registration for the volleyball tournament. And Steve looks up and is instantly smitten with the girl in front of him uh, who turns out to be Brooke. Brooke. She's got a real mom vibe. Yes. It's the hair. They were both like drooling over her, and I was like, "Geez, yeah." <laughs> I thought this was one of Cindy's friends, but okay. Yeah, it's yeah. I think her hair had a lot to do. The, with the it. hair definitely, definitely. It was a very yeah. short uh, listeners. If you haven't seen the episode, very yeah. short, like Bob. Well, yeah. no, it was shorter than a Bob. It was more like yeah. a pixie. Very, anyway. ch- a very, a very church mom vibe. Church I think, mom vibe. Yes. She was given. So Steve instantly likes her, and she doesn't have a partner for the volleyball tournament. And no. he uh, humbly suggests that that uh, he be her partner. Then we have a montage of Steve playing volleyball and impressing Brooke. Yeah. With his mad and volleyball skills. I was impressed that Steve had a full shirt on. I mean, he, he, was, he was just in trunks for a while, but anytime he had a shirt, it was not a crop top or mesh. Yes, so, that's true. Big improvement. That's true, big but all his shorts, extra short insanely short yeah real real high slits on the side too so it's not leaving much to the imagination (laughs) later on at the beach brooke and steve are getting getting a drink together at the a drink i don't know that it was alcohol Mm -hmm. but at the bar um at the club and she of course is impressed that his mom is samantha sanders Mm -hmm. so they're they're talking having a good time and then brandon walks up Uh uh-oh and they find out that they are both from Minnesota, Brooke and Brandon, and Brooke is pretty much instantly interested in Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> and Steve yep. is very threatened by Picks this. Picks right up on that. Yep. Yeah, but Brandon assures him, like, "Hey, you saw her first. Yeah, it's fine." <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in Paris, we have a montage of Donna modeling. Oh my gosh, that yeah, like red the red. Outfits. Red cowgirl outfit. I just thought, <laughs> oh my gosh, that was terrible. Yeah, it. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you, uh, you might be too young, but th- there was there was a wave where like everyone was getting like glamour shots done. Yeah. Do you remember this? Yes. 
There's it a whole episode of, of, of it on. I mean, I know this is earlier, but uh, on Boy Meets World, remember when Eric uh, gets discovered by a modeling agency at the mall? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yep. I don't think that happens much Every, anymore. Everybody's mom was getting glamour shots at this point in time. So that's that's all I could think of seeing Donna in like a little wedding dress and the cowgirl outfit. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's exactly what it looked like. Yeah. Yep. None of them, again, none of them are good pictures. She, like she, she just, <laughs> I would not hire her as a model just, just because of her like demeanor. You know what I mean? Like she never looks like natural in any of these pictures. Yeah. Yeah. At one point she's in like, she's leaning on a motorcycle and she's wearing like a, see-through top and a black bra yeah so anyway yeah um, but yep. she's she's being assured by the guy taking the pictures and his assistant that uh she's amazing very so classy yep. she, she's very much liking hearing this at kelly's house kelly is reading a letter from donna to david and we have a little kelly david scene which i have been enjoying these scenes with the two of them she makes yeah, fun me of too. his music <laughs> and uh, David hints that there is someone who likes his music, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he has a fan, but he doesn't tell her much about that. Yes. So yes. he goes to the beach and is playing his music for Nikki. Oh my gosh, this was so funny! So I had the uh, I had the captions on while I was watching this because other like cacophonous things were happening in my house, and you just see the cabana, and the caption said "woman singing." <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, it, it does it does goes in deep and you see Dave and he's like, oh, girl, that you know, it's just really funny. it was killed me. I That's thought it was hilarious. so funny. Well, woman Nikki, singing. <laughs> well, Nikki's sitting on the couch listening and she she loves it. She loves his yeah, music. She, she wants a demo. And mm-hmm. she also starts coming on to him. Yeah. Um. She says she, she wants his sex. Yeah. What are you going to do? That's, that's what she wants. She and her boyfriend, she says, have an understanding about relationships mm-hmm. such things and yes she also thinks that keyboard players are hotter than drummers which is not true mm. you think keyboard player you're, you're more of a keyboard player kind than uh I guess than a drummer. drummers are always like super sweaty which isn't that's true appealing to me that's a good point that's so, a good point but i think i'm a more lead singer kind of person oh or okay a you, like, you like a showman I okay like a, i like a guitarist as well understood okay so yep understood <laughs> back in paris the other girls are making fun of donna a little bit about her modeling i don't know why yeah. but they are yeah, jealous yeah so it's like the next day and they're about to go see versailles which donna has been that's like the one thing she's been besides shopping that she's of been course. looking forward to, to seeing. yes um but right before they leave pierre the modeling guy photographer mm-hmm. sends her a huge bouquet of flowers and a car because he needs her to come in again to model. And so she goes and she does not go to Versailles because no hesitation, no hesitation at all. No. She's just like, bye bye. There's no adult telling her, Hey, you're a student. You have to yeah. go to this thing. I she know. Can just do what she wants. Also, I mean, somebody, she's not 18. I mean, somebody would have need to have signed some sort of consent well, form for them to take at... pictures of her, you yes, know? Yes. And I was mad at Brenda. Because it's a foreign country. She's letting yeah. her go off with this guy that they don't even know. I mean, Brenda does yeah. the next thing in the same episode. So sure, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. anyway. Okay. So back at the beach, Kelly and Dylan are playing in the tournament and they are winning. They're a good team together. This was funny to me because like 
I buy Ian Ziering as like playing beach volleyball, but neither Kelly nor Dylan to me seem like athletes. You know, that's true. I guess I I don't know. I guess I could see Kelly doing it, but um, Dylan. I mean, and she says several times to Dylan, like, "You're not the volleyball type." Yeah. So, and he true. he says like, "That's true. I'm not." But yeah. I think he goes along with it because he wants to. He's play interested. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I get that. So after the game, he she says she has to babysit, and he offers to come babysit with her mm-hmm. that night. And Little he baby silver. insists they watch Casablanca because she's never seen it before. Yeah. She says she doesn't like old yeah. movies, mm-hmm. um, but he insists they watch it. And yeah. then we're going to get Cas- Casablanca quotes the rest yes, of the Yes, for the rest of the thing. <laughs> the uh, you know, look, I, I've got to say, I've got to say, I think that – Dylan, to me, seems every scene he has with Kelly, he is happier than he's ever been in oh, the yeah. series. Oh, yeah. It's just. He smiles so much. He does. He's never happy with Brenda, you know, no. like never. And I think some of that is just like Jenny Garth is like a chemistry machine. I feel like everybody that they put her with, she's had great chemistry with. But the two of them together just really hit it out of the park. And I think that Shannon Doherty and Luke Perry do as well, but just in a very different way, it's more different. of a, yeah. an unhealthy kind of chemistry, you know, like, <laughs> yes. like a, they can't quit each other kind of chemistry. Not like, <laughs> not like a happy go lucky fun chemistry like Dylan and Kelly have. Right. As a child, I was all in for this. Kelly and Dylan. Yes. Well, I'm into it now. So, okay. <laughs> I am all not right. a child. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Steve and Brooke are also winning their game. Steve here is wearing his tiny purple shorts. Teeny tiny yeah. purple teeny, shorts. Teeny tiny, yeah. And Steve invites Brooke to the peach pit, which she says yes, but then immediately invites Brandon to also come yep. to the peach pit. Who comes? Yeah. Brandon is not Brandon is not cool in He's this really episode. Not. He's really not. He's really not. And no. anyway, we'll get there. So they yep. do go to the peach pit. Brandon and Brooke are hitting it off. They're talking it up and laughing and she walks away to go somewhere and he and Steve have a little conversation and Steve is upset. Like he's just sitting there like stone faced while they're talking. And yeah. uh, Brandon's like, you know what? I'm going to leave and you guys can have some time together. So he mm-hmm. tries to leave. Brooke tries to stop him. She's like, oh, don't leave. And then she tells Brandon to give her a call and Brandon's yeah. flirting with her through this whole conversation. He is. He has some cheesy line about, oh, I can't disappoint the pretty girl association yeah. or whatever crap he says. But yeah, like so never once does Brandon like he shouldn't have come. If he was gonna come, he should not have put himself forward as like the alpha in the situation. And I sort of feel like she might have been interested in Steve if Brandon would have just given a little distance to it. Yeah, I think so too. But he does not. Nope. He doesn't. So Brandon goes over to Dylan's house to talk to him about Brooke. Quick, quick here. This ex- external shot of Dylan's house is the one that we'll see for the rest of the series. Ah, gotcha. Prior I don't to even this, remember it. I think it went by so quick. It was quick. But prior to this, it was like sort of a, a white, like claptrap yeah. <laughs> place. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh-huh. It didn't look anything like what the inside looked like. But this is the external that I was used to. And, and like I said, the one that will be will be here for the for the foreseeable future. Gotcha. So Dylan, Dylan doesn't really give him much advice. Um, no. Brandon's finally like, fine, I'll take a cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> and Dylan says all is fair in love and volleyball. Hmm. <laughs> and they both leave Dylan's house and Brandon asks where he's going. 
and he does not say he's going to Kelly's. He says he's yeah. going to see an old friend. Yep. So he doesn't tell Brandon about going to Kelly's. No, he at, doesn't. At Kelly's house, Kelly makes Dylan hold the baby while she goes to get a bottle for it. <laughs> and I got to say, he surprised me in this moment because he, you know, he's holding baby silver and he's like, you you know, you've got a brother and you got a sister. And then he's like, never trust them, child. <laughs> never Don't trust anybody. Never commit yourself to the care of others. You know, <laughs> I really thought he was going to be like, cherish him, baby. But no. <laughs> No. Nope. Quite the opposite. He's like, run, run. <laughs> and of course, Kelly is listening on the baby monitor downstairs. Yeah. So she she hears everything he says to the baby. Yep. The next scene is in Paris. Brenda is worried about Donna. Her friend's name is Maggie, right? I wrote Maggie. Is that the girl that's always hanging out with them? Yes. Okay. That would be Maggie. Yep. Ma- Maggie thinks Donna is in for a rude awakening. That uh, this guy is eventually going to ask her to take all her clothes off and that mm-hmm. she's not going to like that. So yep. she's like, it's just a matter of time. Just mm-hmm. wait it out. Brenda is smoking in this scene. Oh, my gosh. And so naturally, too, right? <laughs> well, she's like, cough, cough. And then yeah. she's like, oh, these are really good. It's funny. Like, I'm glad that they were playing that she's bad at smoking cigarettes. Because even when she picked that up, I don't know. I mean, she picked it up like it was a carrot or something. She looked insane. <laughs> Pierre, uh, Donna sneaks in at like two in the, or three in the morning. Pierre has given her a contract, uh, a two-year contract yep. to model for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brenda is obviously upset by this. Yeah. But Donna's like, whatever, let's just go to sleep. We'll talk about it later. Next scene is at the beach. Steve can't believe that David and Donna haven't had sex yet. Haven't sealed the deal. And he says that David should go for it with Nikki yeah. because Donna, no doubt, is hooking up with French guys. Yeah. And he should just go for it because she's Everything not Steve says is awful, too. He's like, well, OK, Donna wants to wait for marriage. That doesn't mean you have to. And just really just like. Oh, yeah. It's horrible advice. It is. It's gross. Not super out of character, though. It yeah. just is gross. Yeah. So now we have a volleyball match between Steve and Brooke and Kelly and Dylan. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the match, Kelly thanks Dylan for coming over and keeping her company while she's babysitting. <laughs> when Steve gets up, when Steve gets up from the thing with David, he sees Brooke. And I wrote this line down because it killed me. Steve was like, "Excuse me, Lamo, I've got some scoring of my own to do." And then he goes over <laughs> with Brooke. That's Zane. all. That's all. Just point of order. Had to point that out. Uh, so there's a lot of flirting between Kelly and Dylan in this little yeah. conversation. Yes. She thanks him. Then I really, this game was so funny. It felt so improv because Kelly and Dylan are just like, t- they're not doing oh, well yeah. at all. No. They keep like bumping into each other and saying they're going to go for it, but then not going for it. And all their dialogue was just so funny to me. Do you remember? The, oh, yeah. No, part? I okay. agree. It, it was like a total... Yeah, it just seemed like they just let the camera roll, you know, yeah. for like 20 minutes and just took like five minutes out of the center because it, it was a lot of fun. I thought it was hilarious. So Steve and Brooke beat them pretty easily. Yes. Um, Steve then tries to invite Brooke over to his house or his cabana or whatever to celebrate. Um, but she says that she um, is not into him like that. And that yeah. she is actually into Brandon. And Steve is sad. He walks yes. away sad. I was my my wife and I were watching this together and I was surprised like this like Steve Brandon rivalry to me feels pretty much out of nowhere 
But Hillary thought like, you know, with the twins and the previous week and stuff that they've already kind of been doing this a little bit. But has this been a thing where people are choosing Brandon over Steve? I don't know about choosing Brandon over Steve, but I feel like they're always competitive with each other in this way. I suppose that's true. And Steve's insecurity, you know, all stemming from like his adoption and all that. I mean, that's that I guess that is a part of it. But yes. Uh, okay, next scene is in Paris. Brenda is really mad at Donna because Donna says she's going to drop out of high school to do this modeling gig. Yeah. Which doesn't make yeah. any sense. I no. love her dress here, though. She's wearing like this oh, yeah. poofy yellow skirt with, with like flowers. A, all, the top is like all flowers. It's all flowers, yeah. Uh, I really like that. Yeah. Donna says she wants to be more than the dummy who can't keep up with her smart friends. Yeah. Poor Donna. I know. I, feel, I do feel for her. Yeah, I, I do mean, too. Some of it is of her own making. She would rather yep. go shopping instead of really studying French. But mm-hmm. um, Brenda here does kind of a low blow and brings a up. A very low blow. I was surprised. <laughs> brings up Donna's parents. In a way, how does she how does she phrase it? Well, Donna's saying basically like, no, Pierre's not interested in me. Like we both have, you know, he's married and I have somebody else. And and Donna's like, or Brenda's like, well, that didn't stop your parents, did it? Yeah. So pretty cold. Not nice. Not nice. And super hypocritical, especially considering the the episode that's about to I know. Yeah. Yeah. um, But Brenda says she doesn't want to see her get hurt. And Donna's like, well, too late. (laughs) Well, I mean, in, in not even the episode coming up. I feel like Brenda's been flirting with every guy oh, who's yeah. spoken to her. Oh, so, yeah, definitely. You know. Yep. Yep. So they they part ways upset at each other. Next scene is at the beach. Brooke is. Oh, Brooke meets Jim and Cindy. Yes. Cindy's got her short skirt again, by the way. Yes. It must be a tennis. Thing. I guess. The yeah. pink one just looks so short. Yes. It so I don't know. It yeah. just stuck out. In the mm-hmm. other episode, Brooke wants to take a drive with Brandon, but he says no because of Steve. He doesn't. Yeah, want and it's real. He's interfere. like, no, please, no. <laughs> he does not. He doesn't protest nearly enough. Yeah, but he he agrees after she says that she told Steve that she wasn't interested in him. So right. He's like, yeah, all but right. Still, Brandon's responsibility now at this point is like, well sorry you know i don't want to do and then like go and talk to steve and if steve's really like yeah dude whatever you know then maybe but i still feel like it's not worth it you know it it, it's not worth it to like upset your friend for this like rando i mean what are they gonna get married you know is she in college or is she in high school i don't know she she says that she's on a volleyball team and it sounded like she was in college on a volleyball team which uh, i don't know like, yeah, why is she so know. interested in Brandon? I don't know. If she's in college, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, Brandon does not fulfill his friendly duty in this situation at all. No, definitely not. Next thing we see is Kelly walks into her cabana and David and Nikki are a kissing mm-hmm. on the couch with yes, the door just like wide open. Yeah. Not trying well, to hide I, it at all. They probably didn't. In, they probably weren't like, let's go in and make out. It probably just happened when they were talking about David's sick womanly music, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so David tries to chase Kelly down because she walks away very upset. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he says that Nikki thinks that he's sexy. And she says, sexy is a guy who can go three weeks without being unfaithful to his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Burn. Which 
again, hypocritical considering what's, yeah. Oh, yes. what's coming up. Oh, yes. What's already going down. <laughs> yeah. Which, what's yeah. already, what's already, yeah. the wheels are already turning there. Brandon and Brooke get back from their drive and Brooke tries to kiss Brandon and he says no, but then they do end up mm-hmm. making out a little bit. They do. Making out a little bit. In Paris, Pierre, they're they're having a party for Donna, I guess. Or it's some yeah, sort of party. I, she says she thanks him later for throwing a party for her. Yeah. So um she and he introduces her to the head of some modeling, whatever. Mm-hmm. And after the party, the assistant, Pierre's assistant, wants to take Donna home, but Pierre says that he will take her home. So then it's just the two of them alone in this place. And Donna is thanking him. She says, when I pose for you, you make me feel beautiful. And then, of course, because we all saw this coming, Pierre tries to come on to Donna. And she is like, but you're married. And he's like, yeah, well, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then she... he does. No, go ahead. Just all of his talk about baby. He's like, yeah. don't be a baby. Maybe the baby needs to spend time in her crib. Like all this. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. Like It was such a weird freestyle of calling Donna a baby, but like a literal baby baby yeah <laughs> it was so it was so strange it was it was so weird. frankly i think she made the right decision yeah she tries to walk away and he triggers her by saying don't be stupid mm-hmm. and the next and he, scene she's is like, she's... nobody calls me chicken <laughs> <laughs> the next scene is her telling brand uh brenda that she threw wine at him when he mm-hmm. called her suit. We don't get, actually get to see that happen. We don't. And it's it's a fake out, too, because she's like, he came on to me and I had to do it. And <laughs> Brenda's like, no, Donna. She's like, I threw wine at him. You know, so it, goofy, goofy little shenanigan there from Donna. Goofy shenanigans. Donna has an entire modeling career in the course of 20 minutes. Yeah. The whole, the whole thing start to finish. Well, here Brenda <laughs> says, like, hey, you got some good shots out of it. And I'm like, she didn't have to yeah. pay for those. She just still right. gets to keep all of those. <laughs> I know. Okay. No. Uh, but Brenda compliments yeah. her on how far she's come and tells her, like, like, look at you. You couldn't have been doing all this 10 years, right. like, five years ago, <laughs> you whatever. Made, you made so many vapid decisions. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> you, you didn't learn French and got bamboozled by a lecherous model hunter. <laughs> Good for you. Well, they have some hugs, and guess what, Nick? All is forgiven. Oh, so nice. We need to get like a like a sound that I can put in. That, that would be good. Forgiven. Somebody, we need eagle eye. We need we need to get our ears peeled for somebody to say all is forgiven, so that we can so we can put that in there. And you got to stock your Etsy store with some nine hundred two and here we go all is forgiven swag. Yes, I do for sure. I want you know what? I want one of those hats like Steve was wearing, and when you plop up the bill. All is forgiven. Yes. That's Such what I want. Or a, fa- or a fanny pack. I think also would be appropriate. Okay. I'll see what so, I can do. See what you can do. Yeah. Please. The, at the Peach Pit, David meets with Nikki and tells her that he's seeing someone because he hadn't told her that before. Mm-hmm. And he says he doesn't feel right about fooling around with, with Donna not knowing about it. Mm-hmm. And she says that her boyfriend messes around a lot and that's yeah, that's, like, like, that's their understanding yeah that he's gonna do whatever he wants yeah basically and he made her a copy of his demo and that you know that's the end of it yeah i guess so long so long so long nikki 
Back at the beach, Steve and Brooke are losing in the finals of the volleyball tournament because oh, Steve no. is very upset. He's down. He's he's down in the dumps. Yep. During a timeout, Brandon tries to talk to Steve and is like, don't blow it over a girl. And I'm like, Brandon, shut up. <laughs> You're the problem yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, you... <laughs> You're the villain of this story, Brandon. You're um... the antagonist. <laughs> But Brandon says if it's if it means that much to him, he will call it off with Brooke and not date her. Right. And this is where Steve says that he feels like he's always losing girls to Brandon. Like Brandon is the one that all the girls want. Yep. I don't know that that's true. I mean, Brandon, I guess, is the nice guy. Whereas yeah. Steve is like the, well, the you know, sleazier the only, of the two. I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting. The only thing that I can really remember is when Kelly and Brandon were going to like prom together and Steve was very like, of course she would choose you. I remember that, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, he gets his crap together and decides he's going to win. So they, so he starts playing well and they are able to come back and win the tournament. Hooray. Hooray. (laughs) Brooke and Brandon share a kiss after they win and Steve invites them over for a party. Yep. What a good guy. What a good guy. Kelly calls Dylan Pokey. She's like, yes. come on, Pokey. <laughs> Which I thought was and good. she's wearing all denim. Oh, yeah. Denim skirt, denim shirt. Yes. Yep. And um, she puts she puts her arm around Dylan. She's yeah. like saying something and she just like puts her arm around him and then kind of realizes what she's done. Yes. And they have another flirty look at each yep. other. Yes, they do. Later on, David gets a postcard from Donna and he reads it to Kelly and thanks her for being a great sister and talking him out of cheating on che- cheating more on Donna. And yeah. Right. They, they yeah. share a hug. Yes. And Kelly then, is dressed like Marilyn Monroe in this scene for some is. reason. Yes. She's got on this <laughs> I don't know white why. dress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she says, okay, I have to go change and goes yeah. to her cabana and the sexy music starts because Dylan yeah. is waiting for her in the cabana yes. with his wife beater on. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is a steamy, steamy cliffhanger. Very right? steamy. They're both just like staring at each other being like, let's get busy. I shouldn't like it because it's wrong for them to yeah. cheat. But yeah. I also like them together. So I don't yeah. know. Also, yeah. did you notice it must not be these locks are broken it must just be that i did notice look. i did notice yeah the little slide lock was all was all uh half down they're again just sideways i guess well so. i couldn't tell if they were just using the same set or if it was no, that one was also one broken because the one that his parents have you walk in and there's a they're on yeah. the balcony yeah so i think it's different but yeah could anyway be. I think that's just the way the locks are. But yeah. that's not the point of the scene. The point it's is not. that Kelly and Dylan are Sexy uh, cliffhanger. Are accepting that they are into yeah. each other here. The thing, I mean, you can't you can't make excuses for it. But the thing is, like, Brenda and Dylan have been on such a like I don't know, their relationship has just become more about like standing up to Jim and like, you know, sticking it out for that reason than anything. Like, when was the last time they had fun together? You know, like it's been so long of just we're in a terrible situation. So you kind of understand why it feels a little bit like they are broken up again. They're also not really communicating while she's in Paris. And it's just it's a whole 
thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I think you do a really good job structuring the episodes and the interactions in a way that make you sort of feel like, well, but come on. You know what I mean? (laughs) But. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Anyway, what was your 90210 snap? I think it was the, the the quid pro quo with Donna, you know, where he's like, if you want to get your pictures taken, you got to come be my baby. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was that was the most dramatic for me. But I, there is there is a, a very close one. And I think it's probably going to be yours. So what's yours? Uh, the last scene. Yep. That's, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah it was between those two. I yeah. think so, because it did surprise me. Oh, it I was, was like, surprising. oh, they're just going for it. OK. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. And was it was fine. a little unclear. Well, we can get into that the next episode. But what happens next, I'm not entirely sure about. Um, Kendra, what was your overall feelings on the episode? I really like this episode, and I'm really liking this summer season. Me too. Me too. Yeah, last year we were when I was excited about getting into the summer season, this was the one that I was thinking about. Well, I feel like these episodes have been very like full, and there's been a lot of stuff to dig into with yeah, everybody. Yeah. So. Well, not Jim, Cindy, or Andrea, but well, everybody. Yeah, that's true. Really. Well, there's a little, been a little bit of Andrea stuff. A little bit. A little bit. But, a little uh, bit. Yeah. That's true. She had the whole thing with Jay. And she then was... Jim and Cindy, we've had, I mean, so much conflict with her and Brenda. And yeah, stuff, that's, so. you're right. Okay, fine. You're right. Andrea was in this episode, by the way. She was in like a, she was in the, um, when the volleyball tournament was won, she was there being like, hooray. Oh, yeah. She now, was in the stands cheering. That was her like contribution for this episode. Yeah. Um, I do. I liked it too. I don't like Brooke and I didn't like, I mean, I just don't like Brandon this season. Pretty much. Yeah, so. I mean, he's. Just, I don't know. I feel like he gets away with. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. But whatever. It's like it's just enough for him to be recognized as the good guy. He doesn't actually have to be the good guy, you know. Yeah. So, but I do like it, and of course, I mean, these. I feel like these are really pivotal episodes in the series. So yes, I think they matter, and they were fun. I agree. Shall we move on to episode two? Let's do it. The synopsis for Shooting Star slash An American in Paris. Brandon takes an interest in Jack Canner, a homeless vet who's been hanging around the beach club, and asks Henry to consider hiring him. Kelly and Dylan continue to struggle with their growing feelings for each other, and Steve convinces David to hire him as his manager for his fledgling music career. Wow, that's like, that happens in two seconds at the end of the episode. In Paris, (laughs) Brenda meets Rick and masquerades as the quintessential French beauty. (sighs) We... (laughs) Yes. Oh, I know. I know. This is like French Laverne. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> okay. So uh, we have a returning director, Daniel Adius, who has directed for 90210 before, and he also directed Melrose Place. So he's been steadily sort of bouncing back and forth between the two for this season. So he's back. Shooting Star, written by uh, prolific 90210 writers Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein, and An American in Paris is written by Karen Rosen, who's written all of the Paris episodes so far and will continue to write for the series after this. This is the final appearance of some of our supporting characters in France, including... Krista Erickson as Maggie and Gladys Hollis as Madame Dubois. Our notable guest star for this episode is one Dean Kane. Nick's man crush. That's Dean Kane. <laughs> yes, you're right. I mean, don't follow him on Twitter, but <laughs> you just go from uh, Lois and Clark. Uh, yes. I, and here's what's funny because I was watching these episodes as they came out, and this is like maybe a year, maybe two years even before. Lois and Clark debuted. Oh. So when Lois and Clark was coming out, I was like, oh, it's Brenda's 
boyfriend from France who's playing Superman. <laughs> That's like, funny. Dean Kane was the guy from 90210 for me when Lois and Clark started. But of course, he is most well known as playing Clark Kent in Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, as well as for appearing in 250 movies about a nice man rescuing a dog. Uh, he later appeared in several other small or uh, Superman themed uh, things, such as playing Vandal Savage slash Curtis Knox in Smallville voicing Jonathan Kent in the DC Superhero Girls series and recurring on CW's Supergirl as Supergirl's adoptive father, Jeremiah Danvers. Uh, we also have David Sherrill as Jack Canner. He was just in Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Luke Perry and Hilary Swank. And would go on to appear in shows like One Tree Hill, Army Wives, and Halt and Catch Fire. Oh, my husband loves Halt and Catch Fire. No, oh, I have not. I've not seen it, but I've I heard good things. I haven't seen it either. Okay. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. Here we go. We start in Paris. All I wrote here is Donna is shopping a lot. I don't even remember yes. their conversation. Here's a funny thing. I guess this is more like for our, our recap, but I'm just going to say quickly. Uh, I remember this Paris thing taking a lot longer and having a lot more meat in it, where it's felt like it's about 20 minutes in Paris and nothing happens. It has gone but, very quick. But... Um, I think they do a decent job. While I'm not convinced, like I don't see it and think, wow, they're really in Paris. I think they do a respectable job of making all the Paris locations seem different than oh, the I main think so too. action. Yeah, you know, definitely. I think they, a lot of it is filmed on Universal Studios in, in one of their like back lots. But um, they do some some external shots, too, in places around the area. But I, I really think they do sell the look of it in a, in a pretty, pretty respectable way, considering uh, where they actually are. I think so, too. Okay, to the beach. There's kites. The kids are flying kites, the beach campers. And Cameron is flying a kite. Cameron, who you'll recall from our last couple episodes, is yes, deaf. Yes, very and, Yes. And yep. he joined oh. the beach club. Um, so he's flying a kite and he's running and he runs into a man. A Jack Canner. Jack Canner, our homeless man. Brandon tries to give the guy money. Well, the guy kind of yells at Cameron. He's like, watch, a little where, bit. watch yeah. where you're going. And yeah. Whatever. And then Brandon tries to give him money, but he says he doesn't want a handout. Andrea thinks Brandon should call Henry about this guy. But yeah. Brandon says it's fine. Here's yeah. here's my question that I have throughout. Yes. Is this guy, as a non-club member, allowed to be, like, is the beach open territory? That is a little confusing because... They specifically say, I think it's Brooke later uh, showing her true colors, talking about wishing that the beach was private. So I think it must just be like there's the, there's the beach club stuff and then like a public beach and they must just be like right on top of each other. It wouldn't surprise me if you like had to be a member to be on their strip of the beach. But yeah, whatever. I know. I feel the same way. And and when this scene happens, they're not near any buildings or anything like that. So I think they just I think it is a situation where like there are parts that are off limits and this is not one. Gotcha. Brooke rolls up in a crazy roller skate. Horrible. Outfit. Horrible. It's... it's like all spandex. Uh like a spandex was one piece, like black and white triangles outfit. I don't I don't think it suits her, Kendra. <laughs> no. It looks crazy. It yeah. looks crazy. It really does. Um, And she sees Jack, the homeless man, and she said she's tired <laughs> of transients hanging around. Yeah. And she wishes it was a public beach. She's disgusted. Yep. She is. Thoroughly disgusted. Yes. Yeah. We see we see Steve, uh, more short shorts, and yep. 
he hears David playing some of his, or no, David's listening in his, no, he's playing them out loud, right? Steve hears the music and decides David, to come talk to David. David has like, like a, yes, he's playing, there's, there's one time where he's playing it out loud and there's another time where he has headphones on, but he's singing out loud. That's this later, I think, that's later. <laughs> yes, Steve is just, Steve is just hearing it because he doesn't believe that it's actually David's music. Yes, he can't believe yeah. it's David singing. He's like, yeah. that's not you. I can believe it. Oh, yeah, by the way. I definitely can, too. <laughs> also, I don't know. Kelly makes fun of the music. I really don't think it's bad, especially for the 90s. I mean, it sounds Early like a 90s? typical 90s yeah. song. Yeah. So he gives Steve a demo. He wants Steve to listen to it um, because he thinks Steve can help him get gigs or whatever yeah i think that's funny i think that's kind of a throwback to like the season one relationship they had where he thought steve was so like metropolitan and in the know you know i think it's kind of funny that when he has this thing that he's insecure about he sort of reverts to that and it's like steve can help me you know (laughs) steve (laughs) kelly is trying to avoid dylan um because apparently they kissed yes this is i wrote they dot 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 kissed yeah because it sure seemed like a lot more than kissing was about to happen. Yes, it did. And all of their dialogue, I don't know. Do, do you think they did it? I think maybe no. I think they did not do it. But I think saying that they kissed is probably a generous <laughs> uh, explanation about what happened. Because <laughs> yes. you get the impression that I think they had a close call is what I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay. So Dylan wants to acknowledge like this is happening yeah, we, this is real. We have feelings and th- this is happening, but Kelly yeah. doesn't want to hurt Brenda. She just mm-hmm. wants to drop it and forget about it. You know, I think they've done a good job and I don't know when this started, but they started peppering in little bits about how long Dylan and Kelly have known each other. And I think that goes back pretty far. But I remember this is not the first time that we've heard that they were in kindergarten together. Yeah, I think they've known so, each other. Yeah, a long time. I think they, I think they've done a nice job of just like surreptitiously sticking things in there to say these are characters with uh, with history. Maybe not like close, like personal history, but you know they've been in each other's circles for a long time. So this isn't coming out of nowhere, you know. Yes, true. And I mean, we knew before that Kelly liked Dylan. Like because yeah. her and Brenda have a whole fight about it that she's yeah. she's been into Dylan for a while. So way way back in the slumber party episode, Kelly admits that she made a play for Dylan during one of the times when Kelly and or when the Dylan and Brenda were on a break. Yes. All right. Next scene is in Paris. Brenda is reading on a bench in a park, and who should walk up but Dean Kane? There he is. I had to call in my husband and be like, "Is this Dean Kane?" <laughs> And he was like, oh, yeah. you didn't recognize him? No, I did. And I really thought it was. Um, but I didn't want to be wrong. So this is this is Dean Kane, like fresh off playing for the Buffalo Bills. Did you know that? Oh, wow. I forgot about that. He played for the Buffalo Bills and then was injured and like was like, I guess I'll start I guess acting. I'll act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So this is like fresh Dean off that. I know. He's so cute. So he thinks that Brenda is a French girl. He's a quintessential like, yeah. French beauty, Kendra. Yes, that's what he calls her. And so she decides, sure, I'll pretend to be French and yeah. proceeds to use the worst French accent for oh the rest gosh. of the episode. Look, in her defense, she says one thing with a French accent and then then she's like, OK, look, and starts to just explain it. And he's like, it's been my lifelong dream to meet a French woman. <laughs> this and is so there why is a little I'm bit. Here. 
there's a little bit of motivation for her to just sort of like play it out, assuming that it's just going to be this little bench scene. But we soon find out that it is more than a little bench scene. Right. So he wants her to show him to his hotel, which is near where she is living. And so she agrees to do that. When they get to his hotel, he asks her to go to dinner, but she says no. Then he says he wants a tour. And she does agree the next day to give him a tour. I need to know. I need to know that if somehow Shannon Doherty got into her contract that she gets to do accents every season because they keep doing this. And she has no aptitude for it. She has no aptitude for her accents. And you're right. This French accent is atrocious. It's 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 all over the map, literally. Like it's, sometimes she sounds like German, sometimes she sounds Russian. It's really uh it's yeah. just it's, oh, it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. It's bad. But old Rick was buying it hook, line, and sinker. I feel like all girls in this time must have been like, Wow, Shannon Doherty is so lucky to have Luke Perry and Dean Kane both wanting to you be think? with her so bad. I guess so. That's yep. like I don't know. Who do you pick? I'd pick Luke Perry. Yeah. But- you would I, pick Luke Perry over there. Oh, yeah, King. I would. For sure. Okay. For sure. I feel like they were in something together. Really? Okay, you, you're on that. You're the one who Yeah, finds you're right. All you're right. <laughs> uh, so Donna and Maggie cannot believe that she's going to give him a tour, that she's not just going to drop it. Um, and Donna thinks that she should tell him the truth. But Brenda's like, no, it's fun. I'm going to pretend to be French. And she's still smoking. She's yeah. like taken up smoking now. <laughs> Doing a great job. Doing a great job. <laughs> Back at the beach, Brandon and Brooke are rollerblading together now. And they pass a bunch of homeless people. And Brandon sees Jack among these homeless people. Brandon mm-hmm. feels really bad. But Brooke could care less about these homeless people. She's like, mm-hmm. it's fine. They're homeless. Whatever. Let's go. Yeah. 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 I mean, she... It's pretty it's pretty extreme, I feel like. I mean, it's so clear. She's not just uncomfortable about it. She's like, these people are gross, and Brookie ain't got time to yes, deal with it. very so, entitled. You know. Very entitled. Yep. 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 At Dylan's house, Kelly comes over, and she is wearing a sexy white dress. I don't know if it's the same white dress. Yes. It's not. It, is, it also has that same, like, Marilyn Monroe tie-behind-the-neck situation. It is white, but it's a different dress. The whole back is open. Like, yeah. it's not a I came here to say let's not be together dress. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. As we've mentioned in the past, Kelly, everything she has worn has been a vava boom. She's in like very stylish bikinis most of the time. And the other time she's in like nice fetching little dresses. Yeah. So they're really they're really mapping her up for this. I feel like in this episode, they. Uh, sexed up Dylan more too because he's only been in wife beaters and here again That's he's true. in it just yeah. jeans and a wife beater um, yep. so yep. Kelly says that she doesn't want what they did to get in the way of real life and mm. she wants to you know not hurt Brenda what and, they did you yeah, say what they did and okay. Dylan says well why did you have to come over here in person which is what I was thinking why didn't she just call him on the phone yeah and but she says she can't just kiss a guy she's had a crush on her whole life and not mm-hmm. you know pretend it and pretend it didn't happen this leads right. to more kissing so they yeah kiss some more and kelly pulls away and is like what are we going to do uh-oh i think it's interesting i think it's interesting here that like dylan never it never comes up that he could just break up with brenda Mm-mm. you know what i mean 
Like that's oh. not that's not on the table at all. They're just like, what are we gonna do? Well, even so, at the, we'll get to the end of the episode, but it's still not an option at the end of the episode. Yeah, I know, I know. I do, I don't really understand it, but okay. Back in Paris, Brenda goes off with Rick to give him a tour, and right after she leaves, Dylan calls, and Donna talks to him. Dylan says he. And just, I had to write this down because I think this. I can't remember the Donna and Dylan having a, like a conversation. Like certainly oh, yeah. they've been in group scenes together, but have they like when, when Dylan was like, Hey Donna, I was like, has he ever said that? I don't. <laughs> have those words ever come out of his mouth? Yep. Um, but this is he not says... the first. It's one of the first. Yes. He says he just wanted to hear Brenda's voice, but he doesn't get to. And Rick and Brenda uh, go on a tour. She's showing him around. He's taking her picture, giving her flowers. Uh-huh. All sorts of stuff. She's enjoying her uh-huh. time, pretending to be French. Uh-huh. Back on the beach, David wants Steve to listen to his tape. He hasn't listened to it yet. And Steve says in the business, you got to remember, don't call us. We'll call you. Yep. <laughs> he, what connections does Steve have that he's going to get him any help? With I know. Tape? None. <laughs> well, and Kelly kind of calls that out a little yeah. bit later, too, which is funny. <laughs> Brandon and Cameron are once again flying a kite. And Jack is on the beach again, and so Brandon goes over to talk to him. Yeah. And he, in true Brandon fashion, oh, I know, is like is immediate. Like, how'd you end up on the street anyway? I know. It reminded me of last summer when we had the kid who uh, who was hanging around the uh, was it the peach pit? I can't remember. Yes. And Brandon went to the mom no, and was, was like, "So where's club. his dad? Yeah, the beach yeah. club. Remember, he's so just like flat out. Where's the dad? dad? Yeah, yeah." Ugh, so subtle child he's a so child the guy mean? says that he uh was in the marine reserves and while he was uh participating in desert storm he lost everything back at home and he hasn't been able to find a job he mm. then says he's an engineer which i know there's a recession on right now but aren't engineers like one of the most in-demand positions yeah i yeah i'm not really sure what to make of this dude yeah, I, this is the part of the episode, this whole Jack thing, I feel is kind yeah. of sloppily handled. It is, it is. But the rest of it I well, love. It's, it's kind of, it feels more like a callback to, to a season one or early season two episode where it's like, this week we're tackling an issue, and they don't, still don't really seem to be able to do that with much tact. No, they don't, they don't resolve it at all. Anyway, okay, so Brandon then is like, hey, maybe I can get you a job, and he goes to Henry to ask him to hire Jack. Henry is hesitant. He says he has known a lot of guys who hide behind the flag looking for a handout, is what he says. Um, but Brandon is able to convince him to let Jack come in for an interview. Mm-hmm. So he sets that up. Back in Paris, Dean... <laughs> Dean Kane. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Rick asks Brenda if she has any French boyfriends, and she truthfully says no. No. <laughs> that she doesn't no, have she any does not. French boyfriends. <laughs> she also says mm-hmm. that she has relatives in Minnesota, and Rick says, oh, I have people near and around there, and I'm thinking about transferring to UCLA. And Yes, interesting. Then he asks her again. For uh, to have dinner with him, and this time she agrees. Back at the beach, Dylan finds Kelly, and he's like, "Come on, we're going for a ride." And they get on a jet ski. And yes, cruise around the ocean. Did it? Uh, I remember this is a, there's a lot of like lore about this because Jenny Garth like 
fell off and got hit by a jet ski and it was like this whole ordeal in this scene where she yeah where she was like really injured like luke perry drove a jet ski into her but that story they tell that story yeah they tell that story in a lot of like interviews and special features and stuff so So it's it's out there she fell off and he hit her yeah okay can i tell you a story about me riding a jet ski i would love that yeah where i did not have a fun time riding jet skis is so fun have you ever ridden one oh sure yeah so fun so it is fun i was at my friend's lake house and these guys (laughs) wanted us wanted her really to go ride jet skis with them but she couldn't go unless i went i was the donna in this situation so i was like fine so i got on this jet ski with this guy and we're riding and he is going so fast and he's like turning and (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to fall, like, stop. I'm going to fall <laughs> off. And he did not stop. And I lost my grip and I flew off the back of this jet ski. Uh-huh. And after that, I was wow. like, we're done. Take me back. <laughs> I really don't care if you're mad at me. We're going home. And they drove very slow all That's the way funny. home. And ever since then, I've uh, been scared to ride a jet ski with someone else. I love riding by myself. Understood. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my word. I will never forget that. It was so great. I just like flew and like bounced on the on the water off the back of this jet ski. Oh my gosh. Anyway. And both you and Jenny Garth survived. So yes, that's good. We did. I didn't get hit with a jet ski, so Yeah, it's, yeah, it's better. Yeah. It's a little different, but anyway, so they they both fall off the jet ski and then they're making out mm-hmm. in the ocean. Gotta be salty. I don't know that that'd yep. be pleasant. But whatever. Very salty. That's what yes. they're doing. Uh, they get back to yep. shore, and Kelly's like, okay, we, we have to stop. And Dylan yeah. says, we aren't doing anything wrong. And then he, she's like, well, we've kissed, like, three times. And he kisses, <laughs> Three different places. He yeah. kisses her again, and he's like, look, there, we kissed again. <laughs> and she says, you're crazy. You're just crazy. <laughs> back in Paris, Rick and Brenda are at dinner. Brenda is talking about Jim and how she she had guy trouble and Jim didn't like her boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, Rick kind of figures it out. He says something about uh, she says something about trouble with her dad. And he's like, I bet it was a boy. I bet he didn't like your boyfriend and gets gets right down to the heart of the matter and asks her basically, like, is, is he still in the picture? And of course he is. She and she says yes. Doesn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah she, she does. She yeah. says he still is. But. They get up to leave, and he is like, he's trying to get her to hang out with him again the next day. And mm-hmm. she says no, and he's like, but I still need to learn things, like the kissing on the cheek thing. <laughs> Very smooth. Yeah. Smooth operator, Dean Kane. So she kisses him on the cheek, and he says, is that how you kiss? And she says, Ugh. no, this is how you kiss. <laughs> no, 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 no. She says, no, this is how you kiss. <laughs> Yep. Kisses him full on the mouth. There's so much cheating going on (laughs) in these episodes. It's crazy. Everyone is kissing everyone. I know. I know. Back on the beach, Brooke is going to come to dinner with the parents. So. Big deal. Big deal, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Brooke finds out that Brandon is trying to get Jack a job and she really doubts this guy's intentions. Yeah. She's like, watch your wallet. Yep. It, yep. I wouldn't trust this guy. She also yep. asked Brandon if he's trying to save the world, which I guess is Brandon's MO. So 
Yeah. Sometimes. He's always trying to yeah, say it's totally on point. I mean, he is. Yeah. Steve tells David that he likes his music or no. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. This is this with the head where David's singing out loud. No, no, this is, Oh, he's just listening to it. He's listening okay. to it on his own. And he's like, okay. what? He can't believe how good it is. Basically. Yeah, sure. Then Brandon is talking with Jack about the job and, uh, about desert storm and about his experience and how, uh, he had like gone over there, but then it all ended before they could do anything. So it was basically, he felt like it was useless. Like he didn't really mm-hmm. get to do anything while he was over mm-hmm. there. That was heroic. <laughs> then, then we got to Dylan is rubbing aloe all over Kelly. <laughs> all over her back. Yeah. Dylan wants to go camping with her mm-hmm. on the beach mm-hmm. in two different sleeping bags, he says. But Of course. Sure. Of course. Then he's Very like, G-rated. He's kissing her arm, and then Kelly turns around to like actually kiss him, and it's poor timing because David walks in and sees yep. them kissing. Oh boy! Yeah, now they've now they've got a little leverage on each yep, other. So seen each we'll other. see. We'll see if there's any wheeling and or dealing if to I be was had. David, for I'd David be mad so. because she just told him not to cheat. Yeah, and that you know. It's not sexy for a guy to cheat on his girlfriend after three weeks right. apart, which I is know. what Dylan is doing. So Yeah, exactly. Whatever. That's exactly what he's doing. Back in Paris, Brenda comes back to the room at 2 a.m. She's been out with Rick all mm, day How night. the tables have turned, Kendra. <laughs> Donna is very upset, even though she did the exact same thing. Yeah. Donna was like, I was about to call the police. But yeah. Yep. Just, Donna stayed out until three. Yeah. So she, Brenda's technically home sooner. Yep. Brenda says she couldn't break it off with Rick. Mm-hmm. And apparently she she like is getting ready for bed. She just takes off the dress she's wearing and she's got like a corset on underneath and she just goes to sleep in that. <laughs> yep. I know. It's like, oh, okay. Can't be All comfortable. Right. But then she's trying to go to sleep and she asked Donna, do you ever wonder if there's someone you're supposed to meet, but then you don't and you miss your destiny? Yeah. And Donna tries to assure her like, you just miss Dylan. It's fine. It's going to be mm-hmm. fine. Yep. Back at yeah, the Yeah, but Walsh... Brenda's torn. I mean, she's very torn about what's going on. And she I think really it kind of speaks is, to, yeah. you know, the fact that she's not having a great time with Dylan either, you know? Yeah. It has not been a fun go for the two of them for, this I don't know, a full end. season. <laughs> <laughs> Next scene is at the Walsh home. Jim and Cindy are uh, enjoying talking to Brooke about Minnesota mm-hmm. at dinner. Mm-hmm. They love to meet someone from Minnesota. Yep. And Brooke ends up telling them about Brandon helping Jack. And she thinks it's so cute that he is helping him. It's I know. So it's and Jim joins tourist. right in with the patronizing, you oh, know. Yeah. Yep. Next scene is at Kelly's house. David says that he won't tell Brenda about Dylan if she doesn't tell Donna about Nikki. Quid pro quo. Yep. And they agree. She immediately, Kelly's like, done. <laughs> <laughs> He could have asked no qualms. for no, so much. He could have said, yeah. don't tell Donna. And also, I want... Give me give me $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> In non-sequential bills. <laughs> uh, and David is excited because Kelly tells him that Steve liked uh, likes his music or he was listening to his music because she and Dylan pulled up while he was listening to it. And this makes David really excited. And Kelly's like, you really think Steve is going to get you 
a gig, a music gig. <laughs> it is Kelly's weird. instantly like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it is weird. In Paris, I mean, I listen, I guess in David's defense, if if it's like, well, my dad's an orthodontist, Steve's mom is a like renowned sitcom actress, so if one of them is gonna have connections, it would more likely be Samantha Sanders. Yeah. So it's not like it's completely stupid, no. but he's acting like Steve just has to make a call and David will be like on the top of the billboard charts. <laughs> Back in Paris, they're having a party for their last night in Paris, which apparently is for the pe- the kids in the program. I don't know. Yes, it's at the hotel. Yeah. Brenda is wearing a bra with a see-through shirt mm-hmm. in this scene. And... I just think it's so funny. I think it's so funny from like a writing and a storytelling standpoint that they didn't spend like two minutes to explain what this program is no. or was. No. Like it, we get we get a line in the first episode where they're like, go see some sites before the program starts. And, and it's like the program's over. Yeah. I have no idea what they did. Did they no. take classes? Did they learn things? I don't know. I don't know either. Poorly handled. Rick yes. shows up, which... Uh, freaks Brenda out because she did not expect him to be there. Maggie is instantly flirting with Rick before she knows Mm. who she is. But she, when she, when Brenda tells her, she backs off and lets Brenda go with Rick. They go for a walk. Rick says he loves the way she speaks. He doesn't want her to sound like the girls he knows from back home. She doesn't sound like any girl alive. So he's getting his wish there. (laughs) Uh, she asks if he has girlfriends, and he says a few, but no one special. And she... I think that's such a funny response. Do you have any girlfriends back home? And he's like, yeah, a few. A few. What that... Yeah, what does that what mean? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I guess I it don't means know. he's gone on some dates? I don't know. I'm Look, I like Dean Kane, but I'm not really about this Rick-Brenda situation. Uh, no. It just doesn't seem... I don't really think they have much in the way of chemistry, and it's just not that... He is just so into it. He's so into it. He's like, come away with me. You know, it just, I don't think it really makes any sense. No, you know? but I, I guess it's just supposed to show that Brenda is not yeah. 100% con- committed to yeah. Dylan. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. So, she, he's trying to convince her of all these things. And he says, if if your boyfriend was Mr. Right, you wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And wants Brenda to come with him on the rest of his journey throughout Europe. And it's they... just, it would be a lot easier, I think, to take this if she was just speaking normally. But at this point, I feel like her accent is just on shuffle. Yeah. Like it, from one word to the next, it doesn't make sense. So it makes these scenes difficult to like take seriously. Yes. And uh, and then they kiss. Yep. Ugh. Again. Again. This is how I kiss. This. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the beach. This is the scene where David has his headphones on and he's rapping. Do you think is it a rap he wrote? <laughs> I think that's the yes, I think that's the implication. Well, and silly. listen, I feel like we need to do a special just on Brian Austin Green's album. Yes. Is what I think. Definitely. Okay. Steve walks up and says, All right, I'll be your manager. Like he's doing him a favor. <laughs> then they negotiate and David ends up they end up settling on Steve will get ten percent and he needs to get him a gig in two weeks or the Mm -hmm. deal is off. Yep. So that's Steve's MO now. Yep. That's Steve's, uh, Steve's take. Brandon is very upset that Jack didn't show up for the job interview. Henry Mm -hmm. is not surprised at all. He says, when you're as far gone as living on the streets, it takes a lot to get back. And he probably just wasn't ready Mm -hmm. to make that step. Brandon then tries to go and find Jack, but he cannot find him. 
he thinks he found it. He like tries to talk to this other guy who's a little crazy. Like yeah. does, doesn't have a normal conversation with him. Mm-mm. Um Mm-mm. but yeah, so he can't he can't find Jack. He's just gone. Dylan invites Kelly to go to Paradise Cove again to go camping, but she says no. She's not going to do it. Nope. Brooke wants Brandon to forget about Jack. She's like, whatever. He was a homeless man. Who cares? <laughs> yep. That's pretty much exactly they, her attitude. They do some kissing. Mm-hmm. Andrea then runs up and cannot find Cameron. Mm-hmm. He's wandered off. She can't find him. Brandon then points out that right behind her, Cameron is eating ice cream. Mm-hmm. And she kind of is like, where were you? But he was in the bathroom the whole time. This scene I thought was kind of weird. Because it felt like we were supposed to think that maybe Jack had, like, kidnapped Cameron. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Well, because this whole episode, Andrea has been very You're right. uneasy with Jack You're around right. the kids. So I just thought it was weird for them to throw this in there yeah. and then instantly resolve it like he was just in the bathroom. Like, what yeah. is that supposed to say? I don't know. You're right. That that does seem like it was a, something that they were playing with, and then it didn't didn't really go anywhere. So that's weird. I also am kind of confused about Andrea and Brandon because I know that technically Andrea and Jay are doing like long distance, but I guess I kind of thought I don't know. After Brandon like kissing her and being like run away with me and all that, I thought that was something that we were maybe going to explore. But now we're just right back to status quo, I told where Brandon's you. got like all is forgiven. Yeah. Nick. You're right. There, You're right. She forgave him. They're friends again. It's fine. Back to it. Yep. Back in Paris, Brenda cannot sleep. And her last night in Paris. And the next day, they're saying their goodbyes. I love Donna's skirt in the... I don't Mm -hmm. even know if you remember it, but I love the skirt she's wearing. It's very cute. What does it look like? It's, It's like... It's shorter and it's pleated and it's just got like a fun pattern on it. It looks very like French. Yes, I remember. I loved it. Maggie says that if Rick had asked her to go, that she would have gone immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Brenda decides that she's going to go find Rick. He's waiting for her and she's going to go find him and say goodbye. And she runs through all of Paris to find him. I can't really fault her for this. Standing him up is so cruel. Yeah, that is. But she can't trust herself. So she 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 does. She runs, tries to find him, but she narrowly misses him. He gets into a taxi. And drives away. And that's the last of Rick. To Metropolis. <laughs> Our last scene is in Paradise Cove. We see Dylan camping by himself. But then Kelly shows up bringing a mm-hmm. pizza. Yep. More quoting Casablanca, which they've been doing the whole episode. I didn't yeah. put it in there. And not selling it at all. No. And uh, Kelly's like, I don't know why I'm here. And and Dylan says it's because it, this is our last chance to be alone. Mm-hmm basically Mm -hmm. which if they here's where it's like i'm gonna break up with brenda like he acts like he's trapped in this thing Mm -hmm. like he wants to be with kelly but he can't i don't know yeah i don't know seems whatever anyway so they watch the stars see a shooting star kelly or dylan says you can't share shooting stars with a friend and she says well i guess they weren't talking about us Common phrasing, yep. And then they snuggle. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. Oof, boy. This one was a little clunkier. I think the Jack stuff was not... It felt like they were trying to do something and then they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to say about mm-hmm. homeless people. 
Well, like, it, maybe it's something we're going to revisit down the road. Yeah, I mean, maybe. maybe we're just sort of, you know. And I mean, I assume I because you said Brooke is in three episodes. So I assume we're going to see more of her true colors come out because that also did not feel resolved. No. The way she no, was acting didn't. so entitled. and I think both of those stories are very much like in flux. Okay, cool. Well, then maybe I'll feel differently after yeah. the next couple episodes. I didn't particularly like this episode. I think that uh, the only thing that I was really interested in, I guess, would be Dylan and Kelly. Yeah. Nothing that happened in Paris I was I thought was particularly appealing, even though, you know, it's Dean Cain and I should be excited to have Dean Cain in <laughs> here again. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I agree with you. I, I felt I think clunky is a good word for it. A lot of ideas going around. Not a lot is really like sticking to the wall. So, you know. But I mean, I love I love the drama of everyone is kissing everybody yeah. else. And yeah, that's like, true. I do. Right. I really like that. And I do like Dylan and Kelly together. So I would still give this episode a thumbs up. And overall, I'm really loving this summer season. So it's, it's funny fun. that Dean Kane is in this and you and I are watching through Smallville. We're about to start season nine. And Brian Austin Green is about yeah. to be in Smallville. And so. it wasn't that long ago that we watched the Dean Kane episode of Smallville. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, a lot of con- and we just saw Tori Spelling in Smallville. Yes. Oh, my goodness. We did. That's so, so funny. It's all it's all coming together. It's all coming together. <laughs> oh, boy. All what, right. What so, was your oh, snap? Did we talk about that? Oh, for this episode. Hmm. I don't know. I guess nothing. Nothing really was obvious to be the oh, snap. Do you have one? Um. Maybe when David walks in on Kelly and Dylan? Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. I didn't I didn't find anything that I was like <gasps> in yeah. this one, which is usually <laughs> which is usually my uh, requirement to to meet <laughs> the 90210 snap uh, burden. So, you know. All right. Uh we're winding down on summer season already though. I'm sad to say, Kendra. I know, me too. I've really been enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like this one went quicker than the last time around, but who knows? It did feel that way. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's going to do it then for this episode. You can join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with episode 3.5, Castles in the Sand, plus a summer season recap. Woohoo! Kendra, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you out in the world? Uh, you can find me Miss Music Box 91 on the social medias and my website, MissMusicBox.com. Yes. Uh, Kendra, how do you say 90210? Here we go. Ha, ha, ha.